just wanted to have you on because you're a creative person and I'm trying to get, you know, as many people on as I can who, how, how would I describe it? I really want to get people on who like actively are making things, you know? Um, wait, can I hear you right now? Oh, your audio went out, I think. How about now? Now I can hear you. Okay, so I will leave this on then. Okay. Um, cool. Okay. Um, well, I love it. And, yeah. you know, happy to do it. Oh, he's drinking. I'm glad you are because yeah. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm cheers. going. Um, cheers to you. Um, I'm actually going to Napa this weekend. So I'm getting, I'm getting ready. I'm getting in the spirit. I love that. I mean, what I love too is like, are we recording now? Yeah. Cool. I mean, I think what has been really cool for us is for people that might be listening to this, we met at such an interesting time for both of our lives. I think that's very true. Um, I mean, I'll just give people that are listening some context. So I met John. John was my first roommate ever in New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and some, yeah. He was awesome and so nice to me and introduced me to Downton Abbey, which is now my favorite program ever. <laughs> but when I met John, it was like you were kind of at a crossroads as well. Like yeah. I was starting a new chapter fresh out of school in New York and you were kind of at this moment in your life where you were like I remember you just being very much like not tired but like mm -hmm. ready ready to just choose yourself like I mm -hmm. want to just have fun I like to sing I don't care if someone else is better than me I'm gonna fucking sing mm -hmm. and look at what the diner has become in your life. Like mm -hmm. the people you've met, mm -hmm. you interviewed for that. Like my third week living with you. Yeah. It's a, it's really weird to think about like our friendship. And the diner and, uh, is Ellen Stardust diner. Ellen with, Stardust diner, yeah, which if is anyone like listening. It's just so it's famous. A, yeah. Well, if anyone doesn't know, it's a tourist trap <laughs> in Times Square where um, aspiring or not even aspiring, some uh, Broadway performers or people who want to be on Broadway sing while they serve. But side note, just in case anyone doesn't know what that right, place is. Yeah. But yeah, that, but you're totally right. And like, I think a good word I would describe me, my mood at that time. Yeah, probably tired, very contemplative. I was very like, there was a lot of deep thinking going on because I think I was, and the other thing that you made me think of was you, so you just finished college, I think, right. or you were, or right. relatively, you were brand new to the city because you were up in Boston before, right? And I um, grew up there and I went to school there, right? And I, you know, I was, I was, I was probably 31 mm -hmm. at the time. And like, go, you know, what I'm, what I was contemplating and all this deep thinking at the time, I just, and also, but also like kind of, you know, over it in some regards with like, you know, being in New York. And I just remember you coming into that apartment and just being, you had that burst of energy where you're just like, we're here, like, let's fucking go. We're yes. in New York City. And, and for me, it was just like, Oh, this boy. <laughs> just wait just wait kid <laughs> no no i know and but it was and... good it was good it was good it, like because i didn't want to i at the same time didn't want to rain on your parade you know because it's like hey let me let me just stay out of this kid's way because <laughs> I'm, I'm probably too like i don't know I'm, I'm probably too skeptical of life at that time but Right. But I agree. Right. It was, it was a, it, looking back on it, it was an interesting time for both of us. Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways where I started, we, we were in similar places though, because mm -hmm. while you might've been over it or, 
maybe a little skeptical, cynical of, you know, the boy with dreams. I remember you, like, we would talk on the couch, like, for Mm -hmm. hours. And I just Mm -hmm. remember you really wanting to, like, give yourself a chance. And, like, I just remember whether it be singing or um, us just talking about like documentary concepts or like <laughs> like literally literally anything i really valued you you were a wonderful introduction wow good thank city. you that's kind of you to say no you totally were and i i've loved so like john and i i think john is hilarious and it's been fun even though i haven't seen you in person in like three years yeah your Instagram presence, it's so fun staying in touch with John because his humor is totally absurd. And I always just, I love following you and staying in touch that way. And that's sometimes, like, I think once you get to a point of adulthood, like, sending memes to people yeah, is, is love. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's the best we can do. And, you know, there's only there's only a very small group of people who I can send Downton Abbey memes to. Absolutely. And And below deck. And below deck. And I actually, have you been keeping (laughs) up on that? Cause I feel like we are, are you keeping up on it or not? So I'm not, but I will tell you this. I just started below deck Mediterranean from the beginning, (laughs) from the beginning with my roommate. So I'll catch up eventually. But, well, you know, there's a bunch of spinoffs now, right? There's five, I think there's five different below deck shows now. I can't even keep up. I know <laughs> it's, it's it's overwhelming. It's, you know, yeah, the, you know, and with the exception of I think the original series had there's a couple seasons that I would kind of fast forward through because it was just, you know, petty drama and the reason part the main reason I watch that show is sort of the escapism of all these glamorous places they're going to. And the other thing is that when I was like college age, actually really just my whole twenties, I was really into boats. And I honestly believe that if I was even remotely aware that there was this world of yachting where you could be a deckhand and if I knew of that, then that's what I would have done straight out of college. A hundred percent. But well, I just, I, I didn't right. know about it until I, I, I think I discovered the show around the time you and I were, maybe, no, it was right before you and I were living together. That's when I discovered the show. So it was still fresh to me. And, and one of the, so, you know, for anyone listening, New York is such a funny place and, you know, it's so common to be living with strangers and mm-hmm. making it work. And if you could have seen how small my bedroom was in that apartment. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it closet. was a closet. And, you know, I show up out of nowhere and you kind of have to dig for what are we going to talk about now? Joke jokes on us because we had plenty to talk about. But yeah. one of the first topics I remember was like yachting. And it was you were pretty passionate about that idea of potentially being like one of these deckhands on below deck and going to do it. And remember you would show me all those influencer like drone yeah, that, videos. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> Jon Olsen. Yes. Yon and, and, we, Jon. Yeah, and actually, you had an incredible TV. Yeah. That was a good that TV. TV was we would beautiful. Watch YouTube videos all the time. I would show you because I remember at the, t- actually, Around that time, I remember talking to you a lot about social media stuff because you are very good about it yourself with your music career. But I remember oh I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to vlog. And I'm a, <laughs> I, um, I remember at the time you saying like, well, that's a lot. Like, because <laughs> I was well, like, no. And I mean, you're nice to say that I'm good at it. Wow. I despise it. It's not something I enjoy. Um I love making things. I am addicted to making things and promoting them is like the bane of my existence. And I do. I remember when we would talk and I'd, I would be like, John, that's I want you to do it. But holy yeah. shit, that's a lot of work. Well, I was. Yeah. Do you ever listen to Gary Vaynerchuk? 
all the time. Right. Follow yeah. him on TikTok. My yeah. entire feed is always him just telling me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was probably hyped <laughs> up on him when I was planning. I mean, what was this? At least five years ago where I was planning to just do all of that at once. And of course yeah. I didn't. 2017. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, what's interesting is you thinking you're not that great at social media or you hate it. I mean, most people just don't do it in their, with, I think they don't, maybe, I think maybe there's a reluctance or there's sort of a counterculture thing or a, uh, I don't know, a thing where they're, they're like, oh, I'm not going to do the mainstream thing because that's inauthentic. But oh, get out of here. No, I think they also just don't get it. Like, I think if more people listened to Gary Vaynerchuk and started to have it click in their mind and realize, oh, shit, in five years, 10 years, this is going to be one of the biggest determining factors of anyone's career. And mm-hmm. I could have been building an audience this whole time and I didn't. Right. Yeah. I want to give myself a little more credit there. Um when I, I don't enjoy it. So I try to find aspects of it that I do enjoy. Mm. And I, when I say I'm not good at it, I think what I mean is I have really, I've struggled to adopt TikTok. Yeah. I don't like, I, I, I really get a kick out of the platform. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. I I think it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um it's it's work. It's really work to yeah. stay on top of the trends because it's so trends driven. So I don't think I am the best at the trends of social media, but I really enjoy planning um types of posts. I like aesthetic. I have always loved clothes. I've loved I like graphic design. I do a lot of, I do a lot of that. And I, so I enjoy it from that. When you think about your feed in an artistic way, it is kind of fun. Like if I'm releasing a song, what does this song look like? Or, or what are the colors that I think would be associated? And then how can I plan posts that are kind of geared towards that? So do I have an, do I have an enormous following? No, I do not. But I do enjoy curating what I post. I don't post a ton, but I I do like planning what it's going to look like and trying to, you know, evoke some type of emotion from what I create. Um, And you're right. I, I, I compared to a lot of my peers that Mm -hmm. are a lot more talented than I am. Um, there are plenty of folks that I'm like, Ooh, babe, I want to run your social media because mm-hmm. more people deserve mm-hmm. to hear and experience what you're making. And I think it's, you know what I, this could be a long podcast. So I, my, my life is funny in that it has a lot of different, um, parts to it, but, mm-hmm. um, there's so much overlap when we talk about the folks who don't want to be mainstream. Yeah. Don't want to don't want to go for that. They um, get they turn the joke, their nose up at it. The joke sure. of it is is I think it's actually that they don't believe they're enough hmm. to take space and hmm. and really own what they're making. And I when I, it's so funny when I look back at my 20s I <laughs> I was hustling so freaking hard the first half of my 20s. And I look back at my dedication and I'm like, whoa, I was working so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't come out yet. So I wasn't now, I, I wasn't, I'm proud of everything I've done. Um, but but in that first part of my 20s, it it was honorable in that I was working hard, but it wasn't coming from an authentic place. I hadn't really looked at my life yet. I hadn't looked in the mirror deep enough. And what's funny about when you do that is um, 
now I, I really, I'm not full of shit when I say this post coming out, like I'm so excited about the music I'm about to release, but also just even the last two years, I am not really thinking too much about what others think or Mm. how it's perceived. And that has been exhilarating. Yeah. What a cool place to be where I think subconsciously at 18, I was so, um, what's the word? I, I, I was about to say scared. That feels cheap. No, it felt impossible for me to yeah. be like a gay mainstream mm. Michael Buble or something. That's, well, that, that's yeah. Was that, and then, so when you were 18, did you, were, what was it for you with your, with coming out? Like at that time, was it you a hundred percent knew inside and you just didn't want to reveal that? Or was it, were you still processing it at that time? Oh, Irish Catholic repression is an, <laughs> okay. inc- it's an incredible thing. Yeah. Um, and I, there, so I have a song coming out, um, that is the weirdest song probably I've ever come out with that talks a lot about this. Um, but yeah, I, is I was it called not, Irish Catholic repression. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's called gay, 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 gay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's what it's called, but it goes into this just that it was so deep in me mm. that, it was so far from the surface. It wasn't mm. taking up a ton of space, but you know, you're like 22, 23 and wondering why you're so depressed. Mm. And then, but, but there were plenty of, once you do the work and once you dive into therapy and you really, you know, I was about to say obliterate your life. That's not a nice way to put it. But <laughs> once, once, once you just, once you just blow it up, yeah. And you, and you look at the pieces on the floor. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. You know. Well, getting away from where you grew up allows you to do that. Oh, right? totally. You, yeah. You realize you realize how much of you is like it, I guess it's the whole nature versus nurture thing. You you realize how much of you is just a coincidence of your surroundings when you grew up and became an adult and then, and then you get off on your own and then it's like, Oh wait, why am I, why do I always think about this? Why do I think this way about this by default? Is it really because of me or was I just going along with something or. Right. And I, I, I've said this many times. I, I think for me, I, while I moved out of New York since the pandemic, mm-hmm. I, I really needed New York so badly. And mm-hmm. I know that I just I needed to come out in a place where I just felt so small. Um, mm-hmm. I needed to really feel that feeling of like. Nobody's looking at you. Yeah, right? like it's no and big deal. Yeah. And it's funny. I, I have so many little stories like this that, you know. Well, hold I can on. T- can I? I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off. I just want to, and we can keep going on this, but I wanted to touch back to where we started about social media and we can, yeah. we can go in any direction. I don't, I don't care how long this goes. Yeah. 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 Um, do you think, cause you were talking earlier about how you like to curate things and yes. Uh, so is, is, so I guess with social media now, it, would you say that it's um, like for you, is it you're curating things based purely for you as opposed to your audience or like, you know, like, you know what I mean? I, I love just this. Because I see yeah. I could because what you were saying on the surface is a little contradictory, but I'm sure that there's a reason behind it where you were first talking about like, oh, I'm very specific about what emotions this will evoke for people or whatever, but now you get to just be yourself and it's so freeing. And so I'm just wondering how, and then you were also talking about how you hate social media, but, but you're also into it. And I'm just curious, like, because I think this is an important topic, like how do you, how does, 
how does the new you mm-hmm. <laughs> or the you the you that was there all along how yeah. do, how, how does that translate into how you use social media like as an artist yeah this is such an interesting question and because we know each other that's why these things can be challenging because yeah. you're you're totally right on the surface it sounds like i'm totally full of shit but i i think the way i see social media is more like a canvas okay. and I, I i like seeing it more like an extension of yeah. the music that i'm making yeah it is not a lifestyle platform for me Right. It's it's more about what I'm making. It's not about my nephew's second birthday. Okay. And that is freeing. Yeah. Because I am I am really trying to live a wholehearted, authentic life. Yeah. I've worked really fucking hard to get where I am. Mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. i don't i don't mean anything about achievements or anything yeah. i mean yeah. i mean like staying alive yeah being open being just now in a relationship it's taken a lot to get here i simply try to show up that way online but there are very there are boundaries there because I, I, the thing, these conversations are hard because I'm not trying to drag people that do this. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to use my Instagram story as a constant way to connect to the people that I'm hoping listen to my, I just, and you know what? Someone could say, like, I went to music school. If I was in school now in 2022, holy shit, I would probably hate myself because I can hear all of my music business professors saying, you got to be doing this every day and polls Mm. every day and TikToks every day. And like, that might be the case, John. That might be what I have to do. I don't think I'm willing to do it. I hope my music finds the right, I mean- this is why these forums are are challenging. We could go in so many different directions, but yeah, I've been working with kids and I had never worked with kids pre COVID with the um, kids musical theater program. Yeah. 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 And it feels like it's just funny to say out loud, but like, I know my music matters to them. Mm. And like I, Laura, you had you had the kids in yeah. your music video for that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just know. So like, you know, I'll just share like a little like a little story. But like whether I'm doing social media perfectly or not. Yeah. I released like a very gay song in June. <laughs> OK. Oh, husband. Energy? Husband energy. Yeah. And. I just know that it spoke to the kids and you know i i just think about my upbringing and i just think about you know did i i just didn't see many gay relationships right yeah and i i so I, i'm finishing an album and there's it's funny like everything you're asking me Mm-hmm. it's it's in the songs like okay, coming good, out coming good. out but there's one really all about this and at the end i'm just like i just i'd like to be famous for like doing good mm-hmm. yeah like i want to i want to be known for fucking trying and like trying to do good and I just I feel extremely passionate the last two years at healing my inner child. And I'm working really hard to figure out how. And I I'm not sure if I have all the pieces, but working with kids has really helped me 
try to be the adult that I needed. Mm. In the arts, I my parents are wonderful and my family mm-hmm. is wonderful, but I think it's a really important topic when we're when we're talking about the arts, how we help kids. Um, yeah, how we help kids find their voice is so important. And and I don't give a shit about how they sound. Like, sure. of course, I'll help them get better if they yeah. if they'd like to, <laughs> but I'd like them to just like opening their mouth to sing. I'd love to yeah. f- help help them find that autonomy. Yeah. And so you know what it is, John? Social media is probably going to be the death of us. And <laughs> I'm addicted to it. And I constantly have to step away. All I can say is I just I want to keep making things and what I found to be a really healthy boundary is when I post something I really like for my own sanity. I like when it has something to do with something I've made. Yeah. And I I like when, because this is what making stuff is. um, I like knowing that what I've made involves other talented people that I love mm. that I can then celebrate through yeah. what I post, whether it's artwork that a friend drew, whether it's friends that played on the song, um, friends that sang on the, like anything. I just yeah. want it to be this like constant, look at what I made. And yeah. that's, that's when I feel really good about it i i think that makes a lot of sense um yeah i'm i think it's an interesting question of this balance with like how much time do you devote to social media versus your art and like does it dilute the passion if all you're doing is these polls and stuff but i think was it I don't know if it was you who told me this or another friend who's a fan of John Mayer but it was someone was asking him for advice and he was he was just like just write good music yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um it's like just write good music and then like the rest is secondary and so I kind of the, the question for me sometimes is like what like where do you draw the line like obviously you need to post stuff <clears throat> and tell your story but like, at what point are you doing it at the expense of time you could be spending, do, you know, making stuff? Because I agree, right. making stuff is the best thing ever. It's and the I best think, thing ever. And what you're, to your point, I also really enjoy, um, now that you say it, I really enjoy when other people are involved. It, oh, it, yeah. it all Because it also makes, I don't know, for me, it makes it easier to share that stuff it makes me feel a little, a little less, um, I don't know, a little less like vain, pompous uh, or vain. Right, yeah. Right. Cause you, you can put the focus on them. You can be like, look at, look at me and my friends did this thing. Look at like, look at my friends, you know? And I think and that, I that can, and it can be fun. Cause you're all, it also makes you feel, I think it makes you feel a little bit better. Cause it's a little bit more like, yeah, there's, there's a little less vanity in it. And uh, okay. it, it feels a little bit more pure. And I don't know. I'll let you know if I figure this out. <laughs> yeah. But, I'll, but I will tell you that when I was younger, when I really think about it, honestly. Yeah. My love for performing was me, me, me. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it. Yeah. I wanted to win. Yeah. But as I've gotten older and like lived and really gotten my heart broken because that's what life just does to you and beats the shit out of you. Yeah. And I'm going to be 30. I know what loving it is now. I really do. And Mm -hmm. it typically is never alone. Mm -hmm. It's so rare that it's alone. Um, would you like that John Mayer quote 
now? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, so this is actually really funny. When John and I lived together, around the time John and I lived together, I would call John. I I, I just love John Mayer. He was so influential to me growing up. He's so freaking like, good. And and he really means a lot to me. So I would call him Uncle John. And he had a quote that I made on my Instagram. I like made a graphic as if it was biblical. And I put um like John three five as oh, if yeah. it was like a Bible verse. And the quote is there's too much motivation to become a brand and not enough to become great at something, become great. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I'll I'll give you a very clear example. So right now, like as we speak, I'm trying to figure out if my album is coming out around Halloween. Mm-hmm. or february okay it's probably february and i what's, don't want it wait, I what's the what what is what are the factors that contribute to the that dilemma so the factors yeah so the factors are um <laughs> it's not done <laughs> it's not done oh, okay. it's not done <laughs> i was just joking wait good no no it's actually thank you it's actually not done um <laughs> but but also it I will rush the release if it's October because I know what promoting it takes. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have to do goofy TikToks for like every song. And mm-hmm. I know I have to do content calendars. And I know I have to do that stuff. And I've put in too much money and time to release it like an idiot. Mm. And not even have anyone hear it. On top of that, I have this thing inside of me where I think the stakes are higher than they are. If Beyonce announced that next Friday she was releasing an album and then on the day of she was like, I don't want to. That would be like, holy shit. No one cares if I release it in February. I'm putting that on myself. So what I will say, this is kind of more big picture. Should you focus more on the the make great music or how it's released? I don't really know. But what I will know, what I what I do know is that like this is so I it's cliche, but like COVID mm-hmm. push kind of brought me back to my family. Mm-hmm. And what that did was reignite a real love for music alone okay. in my parents' attic. Oh, nice. And all the music I've released, I wrote in that out in that attic in the last mm. two years. And it's my favorite stuff I've ever released. Mm. Something shifted for me. Getting back to basics on my own. And whether I'm not releasing my stuff the right way on social media or whatever, I have a feeling the time I'm taking and the music I'm writing will lead to something great regardless. I really do. (laughs) I feel so. And, and remember when I say something great, that could be in my own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. How we define that is like, is something like I'm writing a musical and it's going to be on Disney plus that'd be awesome. Yeah. But it could also be awesome for the group of kids I'm working with now that will remember it for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking cool too. Like it's so freaking hard being a person anyways. Yeah. I'm so done like searching. Oh God. No, I, I just, I love love. I want to be in love. I want to love someone else. I want to write about it and then die. <laughs> and help inspire kids. Um, I would really love for kids to see 
I don't even know what I mean by this. I, I was about I to say, I, I was about to say, earlier. just to see like a gay man in a relationship that's mm-hmm. kind and loving and healthy thrive. Mm. And again, like I'm falling plenty. Like I ain't perfect, but like seeing someone own it and, and get back up and try again. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know? Um, so, okay. So we got 10 minutes left. <laughs> uh, there, so there was two, two things you made me think of. Yeah. One. Um, and <laughs> I feel I feel like a little cold hearted because you, your your natural urge is to go more sentimental and I keep pulling it back to the like the yeah no the heartless it's, subjects but yeah um, but I, I, I do want to um, get your opinion on a couple things um, yeah and so one thing I'm thinking about when you talk talk about everything you've talked about. It makes me think about, and when you're, I'm kind of rambling a little bit. Uh, when you talk I mean, about what you're talking <laughs> to me, all I do is ramble. <laughs> well, when when you were talking about what is important to you, and then you also talk about sort of the pain of curating and creating things for TikTok or Instagram, yeah. it makes me think back to Gary V. How he sometimes we'll talk about how people need to focus more on documuming versus creating. You ever hear him talk about that? Cause I I'm sure wondering have. if that I'm just, no, I know it's like, it's, it's about like F it's about not giving a shit. Well, everything but also, is content. Everything is content. Every, no, but that I think thing. like, cause you're talking about how you have to make some silly TikTok videos, but I think, I mean, if you had random clips of you writing in the attic or random clips of you recording your music or like, I would love to see any of that because that would suck me in and that would make me feel much more connected to your music. That's just a takeaway from what you've been saying. And I just know from my life, that's what I've been trying to do where, I mean, uh, and why I'm asking and wanted to talk to you about this was, you know, I don't know the answer. I'm figuring it out. But I I have noticed for myself that as I explore the world of film and yeah. I've been playing around with Super 8 film and 16 millimeter film and photography film, mm-hmm. when I just post stuff where it's like, I'm posting this because I, what, to, what, to your credit, what you said, I made this, it was fun. I made it with my friends. But it's mm-hmm. not it's not part of like a bigger project, so to speak, but just by documenting. Yeah. So many more people comment on my Instagram now where and it's not even for the sake of Instagram. It's just the fact that people so many more people are aware of what I'm doing that they're like, oh, I see that you're working on film stuff. And then it opens up the conversation to, oh, yeah. And then this is the new thing I'm working on. Blah, 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 blah. And I just wonder if that I mean, it might disrupt your your pristine Instagram flow. But I wonder if that would help you. So then you don't feel the pressure of like, oh, I have to do a silly TikTok. Well, th- so that's a really interesting point too. I'm not up at night about it. Okay. Like, like, like maybe that will help you. I'm not really thinking too much about it. I just know... So, like, I have peers, for instance, that, like, and this is, like, so freaking cool and admirable. They'll release a song. And they will promote that shit. Yeah. For, like, six months straight, even after it's out. Huh. Does that work? Sure does. Okay. But it's, like... I, I totally the the documenting uh, quote from Gary is, is is it's great and I totally get it. Um, wow, it's hard. It, it yeah. it's hard. It is hard to post and post and post and post about 
the same song and it again like gary would like slap me in the face um (laughs) right now um but i i just i i really love talking to people and i i i think i'm fun i i have a tough time documenting Mm. that i i think I think showing up as your complete self online is quite the skill. I really do. And I, yeah. I, I think sometimes when people knock, like trying to think of a good example, but you know, say what you will about certain influencers. I mean, some John of these, Olson. <laughs> uh, well, some of these, <laughs> some of these TikTok people are freaking hilarious Yeah, and it's, it's, harder than you think and like Mm -hmm. i'm a performer and it's harder than you think um but i've really i've actually i mean it's not perfect but i i have i have put a lot more work into tiktok in the last six months and i've learned a lot um Mm -hmm. a lot of these tiktoks that you think oh this is so silly ask them how long it took them to make it Mm -hmm. longer than you think Sure. So, so I mean, yeah, there's a lot to be said. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just writing music that it's my favorite and the most proud I've ever been. So that's good. It's, it's the, it's a, it's such a beautiful outlet that I'm very grateful that I have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, let me ask you one last question because I know you need to go. Yeah. What uh, another hard hitting question. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Um, so when it comes to money and mm-hmm. recording music, if yeah. I know I know that there's a range and there's no answer. What do you think is like the minimum budget to record a single? One song. One song. Okay, so this is four piece this... band and you're singing. Okay, okay. So this is an interesting question. So pe- people ask me all the time. Yeah. Was school worth it? Like mm. that that question, right? Mm. So here's what I will say. Because I went to school. Yeah. Because I went to music school. Yeah. It made me I know how to do a lot of stuff myself, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of fr- a lot of friends yeah. now, and and you know, your network really grows. Yeah, when it comes to recording a song yeah. with a four feet four piece band, what I would what I would probably suggest is I would find before you think about recording your song with a band yeah maybe find a producer that you're more inspired by their work rather than putting a band together because mm-hmm. a lot of times i'll i'll like see people spend 5 grand on one song with a rhythm section and i'm like this is not what it needed to be. This sounds like a live recording. Mm. And what it needed was production. It Mm. needed a concept Mm -hmm. because like all of my music, when I play live is not how I, how we produce it because Mm. it's not the same thing. It's not the same listening experience. Mm -hmm. So a four, four piece band, you know if it's i don't know if it's like an adele type artist and the vibe or the direction for the artist is that you know they're they're all about the voice and it should sound live then totally get a band together but that's putting a lot of pressure on like the day that you record yeah and i don't think that's worth it I, especially when someone's starting out, absolutely not. So I would say instead, find a producer that you really like their work and yeah. maybe try to just work with them and bring players in 
but really try to get a direction and a sound instead of just going to a studio, booking six hours, getting the band together and having it sound like a live recording. Mm. That to me is rarely the move. So what, what do you think? Let me pin you down and get an answer out of you. What do you think uh, for the dollar amount? Because I think that makes a lot of sense. I, that, I've never heard anyone suggest the producer over getting the band together. So that's definitely wise advice. But what do you think? What, what's the dollar range for that? Like, I mean, producers could be anything, right? I mean, depending yeah, on the producer. Yeah. I, I would say we're just talking about the recording. Yeah, I mean, like, like let's say, artwork, so, mastering. So let me ask you two questions here. Let me let me split okay. it based on because I like because I like your answer a lot because it's you you obviously know some things. I've done you have this. Some, yeah, you've done it, and so that's why I haven't heard that answer before. But let's say you go two directions because I'm asking for myself truly. Sure, there might be some music that I would want to record that has more of a live sound. That's like more of a traditional sound. So I might want to do that. And I know band members, I could, I could totally do that and feel like I'd be successful. But there's also some music that I would probably want to go the producer route. So if you had to throw out like a ballpark range, if I was going the live studio sound where I'm doing the four piece band, what do you think the ballpark range is for a single? And if I was doing the producer route, what do you think the ballpark range is for that? Just to record the track, no artwork or anything like that. Just to get the track. Cause I know you also have to do mastering and stuff. And I've heard numbers from other people, but I'm curious what, what, what you would ballpark those numbers at. I bet, I bet doing the single with the band getting studio time. Yeah. There are so many factors. It's hard to answer, but I'm thinking five grand. Okay. But I think if you give or take, give or take, but if you went the producer route. Yeah. Like it, again, it depends on the person, right? Yeah. And they might take a cut, right? I've heard of that where you, if you, you could hire a producer and they're like, okay, this is my flat fee. And then this is the percentage I need. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you just have to be really, you know, you have to really understand what you're doing. And like now I, I, I know enough that whether it's consulting a lawyer or really understanding what I'm really understanding what I'm doing, but if you went the producer route, it's going to be, Oh gosh, it's hard because everyone costs yeah. different things. You but think more or less, more or less. For one song? Yeah. I think uh it's got to be less, right? Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be less. I just as an opinion. Yeah. Um I think the producer route is the best route because No, I yeah. Because when you have, it's so much easier to have two cooks in the kitchen than six. Yeah. And recording a band day of when the stakes are high. Yeah. It's just so not worth it. It is so freaking not worth it. Just get, just get a strong producer in place. Mm. Have them record the 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 rhythm section separately with people they work with all the time and admire yeah decide a direction have reference tracks hey i really like how this sounds hey i really like the the drums on this but i like the strings on this let's have them make a baby the 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 most direction you can give for me that is always the way to go because otherwise it's a school project and you're spending a lot of money for the day of and it's like what if it's not what you wanted yeah yeah so um that's what i would say you know i so i know you gotta run i want to do this again because i i actually let's just do it again so daniel's a doctor yeah and his schedule is nutty 
Yeah. And um, he's just sleeping here. So that's no, it's where fair. I'm at. No, um, I would love to. I would just love to. Cause you know, like I said, we, there's no, there was there's no agenda with all this, but ultimately with these conversations, I do also want, I, I like to ask the questions where it's like, okay, <laughs> what would you do? What's step one? What's step two? Yep. What does this cost? What does this cost? Because when I talk to people about film or theater, I like to use the, like the tech term of like minimum viable product, you know, yep. it's like, okay, what, what do you have to do? Not what's the, what do you want to do in the big picture? Not what is the thing that you're going to do that isn't like good enough? Like just, you know, what is like the minimum viable product you have to do where it's like, okay, you have to have a certain person of this caliber or you need to do an EP or whatever it is. But I hope we can, I hope we can talk more in the future. Cause I think we could like really, we spent more time talking about Downton Abbey and below deck than uh, <laughs> make recording. So I know. And I mean, more. no. And I, now that I know that that's like, that's the money part of the conversation. Um, let's just do this weekend. Like, well, I'm busy this weekend. I'm actually making stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. So just let me know and we'll yeah. get it done in the next week or so. But I, you know, I, my job is, is now my full-time job is very much like this. So now that yeah. I know that it's like balls to the wall, like shut, shut up and get to the point. I can go into this knowing that's really what you want. Yeah, no, I want to hear, I want to hear, I want it to, I want it to be everything, you know, well, yeah, I want, yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear the stuff that drives you. Yeah. And what influences it. And then I also want to know, cause I, I ultimately I'm trying to do this for me where it's like, okay, I'm going to go. Cause I do want to record music in the next 12 months. So it's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have my things that drive me too. So what, right, what do right. I, what do I do now? You know? Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's part of what inspires these questions, but I'll let you go. Um, um, thanks for doing such this. Such a good guy. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.